Welcome to D-Comedy, our rewatch, review, whatever you want to call it, podcast. This month, your D-Commentators are me, Lucas. And me, Emma. And we are here today to talk to you about the Disney Channel classic, is a word. Uh, Disney Channel classic, uh, uh, Bad Hair Day. Um, Guys, what the fuck did I watch? I, okay, I'm interested to hear Emma's takes on this, because she picked this movie. And I was really excited by the premise. And I was really disappointed by the movie. I I mean, I was disappointed by it, but like not in a way I'm angry about. It was like, I think I consigned myself to death really quickly where I was just like, oh, this is going to suck. But yeah. even that it didn't really, it didn't, it, like it didn't suck in an active way that made me feel bad. I just kind of was so thrown by how many kind of rules it broke in terms of like what a Disney Channel movie is what a movie is yeah. like, I, like actual like genuine script rules this movie broke like yeah, well I, the thing is is i feel like watching this after life is rough did this movie a lot of favors because where life is rough had just nothing this movie at least has something i mean it has something i think my problem is that reading the wikipedia of this i was like what a cool plot it's like Ride Along. Like, that's what I, you know what I mean? Like, I just thought it was going to be like. Have you seen Kevin Ride Hart? Along? Yes. This podcast is brought to you by Kevin Hart's Ride Along. Am I available oh, now? No, I, heard, I, had, I had a fake sponsorship joke lined up already. Damn it. Um, no. Um, but Ride Along is a fun plot. Sure. I don't know what the what, plot of Ride Along is. Well, let me tell you. Oh, so, God. Kevin Hart is like dating a girl, and his the girl's brother is like a hardened cop who I don't know who plays the hardened cop. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Um, haven't seen the film. Who sings Fuck the Police? Whatever. Um, I mean, pretty applicable to most situations in this movie, and I assume that movie as well. But Ice Cube is a cop, and he's like trying to scare off Kevin Hart, basically, and prove that he's not like a real man. So he takes him on a ride along, like along, like, you know, yes, I know. hijinks ensue. Sure. Okay. Okay. So I thought it was like, oh, this girl's going to get roped into this crazy jewel heist crime on the day of her prom. And I was just thinking, oh my God, like what fun and game set pieces. There's probably going to be really great jewel there heist. No there, there, no, there, was, there's, there was no gonna, fun. There was there was Okay, I did not think there was going to be a car chase. There was a there car chase. There was a chase, car chase. Which I appreciated. It took so long to get to that fucking car chase. I had, I had a point in this movie where I was like, oh my God, it's 45 minutes into this movie and we have not left this fucking mall. Like, in this movie <laughs> I, has, like, I don't think they had the budget, location. too. I don't think they it had like the budget. It's, it was, and it, and That's it's, what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this was such a cool pitch, but they didn't have the money to make it a cool and movie. And it's so visibly Canada. It's so I don't even Canada. think it's visibly a country. I think it's a lot. Like, I, they do not leave that fucking mall for over half the movie. It's true. It's accurate. Yeah, so... In what is arguably a movie about a jewel heist. So, Why are we no, staying in a no, mall? No, no, no. Hard to screw with you on that one. The, my number one takeaway in this movie, first of all, terrible title. The, terrible, terrible title. Terrible title. It's called Bad Hair Day, and it really should just be called Monica's No Good, Very hor- Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. Because that's just the bit. It's like everything's gone wrong. I The hair is a minor Why part of it. Why did her 
her dress melts. No, don't get me. We'll talk about it. Don't get me started on what that. What the one. fuck happened? Don't there? get me started on it until we get there. The thing that gets me about this movie, and I've made this, I've used this metaphor, but I think it was to describe the movie Cowbells when we watched that, was that this movie had the biggest feeling to me of that they had three elements lined up before them, and they were like, okay, we need to make a movie, and all we have are these three elements. So what we'll do is we'll mix them together in one cup, and at a certain point, they will mix together and create a movie. But the issue is, is that the, the materials they're pouring in are non-homogenous. They don't come together. Well, one's like a teen prom yeah, drama. Yeah, the other one is a disgrace ex Yeah, yeah it, it's a heist movie. Well, not a heist. It's a crime movie. The other is like a teenage comedy about prom, everything going wrong at prom. And the other one is like a deep introspective look at uh, people's relationship to their mothers. And abandonment. And, uh, and abandonment. And abandonment from mother, from their mothers and their relationship with others in the outside world. And those three things, that's what I'm saying. So they're like, okay, we're going to start with a little bit of the teen plot and now we're going to mix in a little bit of the crime. Oh, that's nothing. Here, You're wait, so let's, right. You're let's so add right. a little bit of the existential drama. Wait, this still isn't anything. And what, they, they what, just, they just what, kept trying those three things and it never well, makes anything. No, it's not even that. It's that when you take those three things, the conclusion of one of them doesn't feel earned. Do you get what I'm saying? So like my biggest because absolutely. I actually oh the really, ending is the worst. I actually really liked what they were doing with like the mother figure stuff. Like I kind of liked that, but like that's a different movie. Mm-hmm. If you want to make that movie, you need to just make a movie about a teen girl whose dad gets remarried and he, she has to get a relationship with her tough stepmom, and they're gonna you know come together. When this movie tries to do that with its two main characters, I'm like, that's a stranger. Yeah, you met that woman today, mm-hmm. and honestly, and you're in the and you mi- haven't gone through any crazy life-altering experiences yet. This is when they're still sitting at the mall. And Uh she's like, I understand like a mother's... And I was like, you guys are literal strangers who have just been sitting at a mall for 40 minutes. Uh Why would you be talking to her like she's your mother? For me, it's not just their relationship to one another. It being so immediately sparked. Like, whatever. It's a kid's movie. I can set aside a suspension of disbelief on a certain level. But for me, what it was is just that in those moments that they're picking to turn and talk about those things, it's in the middle of all the other stuff. So it's like they're trying to get the diamond back and then all of a sudden it's like, oh man, if your mom was here today, she would be so... I have so many notes about this where they're like sneaking towards the guy's fortress and they're like, hey, Hey, let's have a quick... Perfect is boring. And I'm like, go, we'll go. Yeah. And she's like, oh my gosh, I have no time for anything. Let's have a 90 minute discussion about your backstory. Like, oh, it's... The pacing of this movie is so fucking miz. It's... They... The time is a flat circle. So how long are they at the mall? How long is that mall open? What time is prom? It's pitch black by the time that heist is solved. There's so much to unpack, and I don't think we'll even be able to get to all of it. And in a- I do think this movie ran out of money or something. something. Something weird happened because there was multiple scenes where, number one, it was soaking wet. So you could tell it had just poured rain, and they must have been like, fuck, we only have five minutes to get this. Like, go, go, go. Or it would be like you could tell it was supposed to be midday in the movie, but the sun was setting in real life and it was fucking dark. And I was like, what time is it? For me, what I thought went wrong is I think that we, that like, like what we said is that someone wrote this movie and it was like, yeah, this girl goes on these fun, wacky adventures, like the ride along, like you're talking about. But then some executive was like, yeah, there's not enough hijinks. Throw in a diamond heist. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a secret diamond. They gotta get back. And they just effed everything up. I just... Also, I want to say that I enjoyed the two leads of this movie. 
I thought I they thought were they good, fine actors. Good Nobody's, chemistry. No, good chemistry. Neither performance irked me in any way. I thought Laura Morano was actually really great and believable. I liked the woman, that anti-vaxxer, mm-hmm. whatever her name is. She, um, doesn't, she doesn't deserve us to mention her. I don't her. know. She's the mom of good luck, Charlie. Laura Morano is Allie from Austin yeah, and Allie. Yeah. yeah, I liked Laura Morano in this role specifically. Um, uh, That's because she's in many ways you. <laughs> I liked her. And um, I do believe that this... Do we have a DCOM award for worst actor? Because I have a contender in this um, movie. Um, I don't think we have worst general performance. Um, her boyfriend. Oh. The, I believe that man was from craft services. <laughs> they pulled someone out of a craft uh, service I, line and said, hey, can, I'm so sorry. Chuck is sick. Can you just read these lines? You have a decent hairline. He is. I don't believe he knows where he is. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. He just feels like, much like in Life is Rough, he feels like a vacuous space of nothingness. Well, they would give him lines where you have to be like, come on. Monica, like you know, I and the way this guy reads the lines is, come on, Monica, like that. His one tone delivery of everything. Yeah, gotta get a good base. Like his face never changes. I was shocked by that man's performance. Shocked and not. I had to be producer's kid, right? Had to be producer's kid. I I haven't didn't dig do any digging because I I was actually I don't care. So I didn't care enough. You're right. I didn't care enough. Um, let's start talking about this because I feel like we're just gonna want to keep bringing things up, but we should at least put them in context. So I also want to say really quickly. I don't know if we recommend do we do this at the end if we say if you should watch it or not. I mean, because you should definitely watch this movie before you listen to this podcast. If you're like, hey, this is one that I'm yeah. not gonna watch. I'm just gonna listen to. You're gonna be so fucking lost. Like, just go watch it because it's not formulaic, and it, a lot of it we're gonna butcher because mm-hmm. the actual heist mechanics don't make a ton of sense. Yeah, it's yeah, that's probably a good recommendation. But so I, I want to say we with the opening, the two worst parts of this movie, in my opinion. Oh, tech stuff. Because no, 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 no. I'm saying physically, like the in the runtime of the film are the beginning and the ending. The beginning sucks, oh. and the ending is truly made me furious and confused at the same time. The beginning made me so fucking furious because I was like, what screenwriter got away with this? I don't... Do you know how long it takes before she talks to an actual human person? I'm like, get off fucking FaceTime! I th- well, get her out of her house! What's going on? For me, that's not even it. For me, what it was is that, and I, appre- I honestly kind of appreciate them trying this, is they just drop us into the middle of this girl's life. She's a super girly girl, but also runs a server farm of some kind out but of her closet. Also, I needed more explanation for what the fuck that was <laughs> and they don't explain it for so long yeah they do that's what i'm saying is they just drop you in with no explanation and i feel like that's a very strong filmmaking choice but the problem is is that she spends the next 20 minutes of movie runtime saying my entire life and universe has been destroyed and i'm like we don't know what your life and universe is yeah. because you just well, dropped it, us in the middle well, of it i also feel like because of that because they just drop us in the middle of it is it's so hard to understand who this person is when you're not seeing her really interact with people she True. talks to her dad for five minutes which is when i honestly learned the most about her mm-hmm. and then is like twittering on FaceTime, but it's hard to realize like, is she, like in the beginning I was very lost. I was like, is she popular? Does she actually like this boyfriend? I couldn't figure it out because you're not seeing her at school with these people or it's like her alone in a room with a fucking digital camera. And I was like, I don't know where she sits in this high school ecosystem. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, but well, I think that's like on the larger scale for me, it's that she's up at like three in the morning trying all these different hairstyles and she posts them on a website and people vote for them, which one they like the most. Um, and then there's also some stats about who's going to be elected prong queen. Again, all this is just shown to us. They don't explain what, also, what everything is. Also this movie starts with straight up selling 
selling sunset music where if Luke, you don't know what that is, but it's like fake reality. It's where it's like, bum, ba dum, bum, 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 I'm throwing it up. I'm yeah, throwing the, it up. Yeah, I'm gonna the, stomp, the, stomp, stomp, throwing it up. And I'm like, this is the selling sunset. The, the opening song sucks. It's so cringy. You'll hear it at the break. But um, then you do see her prom dress and it's really sparkly on the top <laughs> and then pink on the bottom. And I wrote down, I would have loved that dress as a teen. But so what I'm saying is, is we see her do this hair pull thing and she looks at the stats for prom queen and then she goes to bed and she wakes up the next morning and her hair is all crazy. But you can just tell by my notes because I'm like, what is she doing running a poll for her hairstyles? Why? Like yes. I need that. Those are my notes because I didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. Neither did I. And that's what I'm saying. So then we wake up, her hair is all disgusting and crispy and gross. Also, and then, what year did this come out? Uh, 2015. 2015? Yes. You picked this movie. Why are you so surprised? Because in the beginning scene, they pan by her bed and she has a fucking digital camera. Like the kind <laughs> that you would take out until like in the party in 2007. That's true. And I wrote digital camera. What year did this come out? 2015. Um, okay, well, the illusions already but, get shattered. So she spends like the next five minutes freaking out. She calls her friend on FaceTime being like, my hair is destroyed. My dress is destroyed. My shoes are destroyed. And we didn't see her do any of that. We saw her do her hair, but then she just wakes up and is like, oh, my dress has been destroyed. My shoes are broken. And I'm like, wait, why? How did any of this happen? You I said, how the fuck did the dress You didn't melt? show us any why of this. Why was the dress plastic? So here's the thing from what I've been able to gather from watching this movie. She the, said she put expanders in the shoes because yes, the, the, they, the, they exploded. The ones that won the popular vote on her fucking weird server farm are too small. They were too small. So she put expanders in them and then they busted. They busted. Sure. That one I buy. But while she's talking to her friend Sierra on FaceTime, she goes over to her shower. Not a thought in Sierra's head. She goes, oh, I hate, don't give me, Sierra Sierra. She goes over to her shower and pulls her dress out of the shower. And I was like, oh, okay. So she must've been like, while she's doing it, she must've been steaming her dress. Like, you know how people do that? Sometimes they put an item of clothing near the shower. So the steam that comes out steams it a little bit. That makes sense. And then you see that the plastic at the bottom is all melted. And I was like, oh, that's how she melted the dress. But no, Later on when she tries- She says she steamed it with a eucalyptus. She she had it under like a humidifier or something and it ended up melting it. And I was like- But why would it melt? Why is the dress fucking plastic? Not even, not, I'm a, I'm a like, but I'm like, girl, we didn't see your humidifier. Do you keep one in the bathtub? Because that's where you got that thing out of. The mechanics of that were so wonky. Also, okay, here's the first thing I'm going to say. And I don't want to say things that nobody wants to hear. And I know that this is just a device of the fucking movie. But her hair is fucked with a capital F because she used all these products you're not supposed to mix and that's products you're not supposed, not supposed to sleep to keep in them and sleep to in do them. with all these different hairstyles. And she's like, what am I going to do? Get, why was her first reaction not to get in the shower and wash her hair? Who knows what was really happening there? I mean, sure there was some serious breakage. Um, but I'm just saying, normally if you're using a product that, you know, you shouldn't have in your... Wash it out. Wash it out. Yeah, I, I, that's Try a... Try to wash Attempt number one. But she... We, I, I do want to not underestimate. They, it's like, literally, she's like pulling pieces of her hair out because yeah. they're breaking off because it's all crispy or whatever. But so her friend Sierra is my least favorite character in this entire film, I'm pretty sure. Just because she is also... Well, no, actually, the boyfriend. The thing is, she's just not anything. Nothing. That's I the, don't know why they're friends. And that's the thing. I don't know anything like, about Sierra. I don't want to keep comparing to life, life is Rough, but for Life is Rough, I knew they were going to give me nothing and I accepted it. But for this one, they like there's. I thought they were setting up a thing where Sierra almost didn't actually care about her and like they weren't real friends. That was not interesting. Because like, so not here. At first she's very cool and sympathetic. I like, also like did not get for such a long time that Laura Morano was actually supposed to be popular. Yeah. And I know that that's my own internalized prejudice, but like when I saw her doing this weird voting thing, I was like, this girl's a fucking 
fucking freak. She ever went in prom queen, and then I see the tracking software, and she's yeah, yeah, up well, in the uh, hole. Okay, also, who's voting in this? I like, don't know. Like, I, like, how would a prom queen tracking software work? Duh, well, Emma, you're forgetting that she was accepted to MIT, which we'll get into later. She's she's got algorithms on algorithms, and she was also into, uh, accepted into Canada State. Or yeah, yeah and, she, and she and she's been and she knows how to build great websites, and you can build also build great websites with Squarespace. This episode brought to you by Squarespace. That was my sponsorship joke that I was gonna make. So she just spends like 10 minutes freaking out at Sarah being like, my hair is ruined, my dress is ruined, my shoes are ruined. Ah, and Ashley Mendelbach is taking at me ahead in the polls of prom And again, queen. like, don't care about Ashley Mendelbach. Would have loved to see a scene of her at school being a cunt, but like, I even the, seen that. <laughs> okay, and also this, you so this had to exist exclusively for the aforementioned car chase, but the worst thread of this entire film is the DMV thing. driver, so. There's multiple reasons it doesn't make sense. Number one, this isn't how the DMV works. You think the DMV calls you to schedule an appointment? No. But all, I thought you were going to say this isn't how this works because what age is this girl? She's going to college. She, well, so no. I assume she was 18. She's because, 18. No. I assume she was 18 because, and this, I don't know, obviously we took, we took driving. She says, no, I am going to college no, next year. Listen next to, I need the, listen this to summer. your brother for once, please. He can be right about things. She says that she needs to get her driver's license before summer. Why? No reason given. That is the thing that upset me most. She never says why she she can't. She needs to learn to drive before then. She gets a call being like, you need to show up for your driver's test. Um, you need to schedule an appointment. You, it can either be April of next year or today at 2 p.m. And she's like, fine today, I guess, even though my life is falling apart before me. And the lady's like, cool. So I'm thinking, okay, this girl is talking about going to college. She's 18. That's my first thought. And... Again, we took the driver's ed in Illinois, so maybe it's different in many places. She but skipped a grade. Thank yes, you, Emma. Thank you, Emma. There's your mind. There you go, girl. There you go, girl. Now, here's Whoa, the thing. Here's the I thing. forgot about that. Here's element. the thing, gang. In It's my understanding that when you're 16, you can get your driver's license at 16 if you do driver's ed. Now, it's totally okay if you don't do driver's ed, but then you just have to wait until you're 18 to get your driver's license. So what did this girl do? Is she 18 and getting her driver's license, or is she 16 and did driver's ed? Or is because she skipped a grade, did she have to wait a year to do driver's ed, so she's getting it at 17? Will they give it to you at 17 if you've done driver's ed, or is the hard cap 16? I don't know what is going on, and this has nothing to do with anything important. It's just so they can have a car chase later. Because, like, there's so many things in this where she's like, oh, I need to do this because... And then later on, they have a dramatic reveal of why. Also, like, and I was like, so what is the reveal for the driver's there's license? There's none. There's none, but the... I don't even know what you're talking about with driver's ed and the D. I don't even know if any of that's fucking right. That was a crazy rant that I didn't understand a lick of. But, like, I think anyone can just take the driver's test at any time. What? You have to, you have to be 16. But you no, you have to... Take, only, only if you take driver's ed, you get a learner's permit at 15. You have a year with your learner's permit, and then you can take the driver's test you to get a driver's... You have to do driver's ed. I, to get a learner's permit, you do. I'm fairly certain. I'm not sure how it works, but whatever. You know what I know they don't do is call to schedule your fucking appointment. They don't do that. It's not a salon. Absolutely. Also. Speaking of salons, (laughs) they're actually better scheduled than a salon. But also, she's so on top of it in like her life. It doesn't make any sense that she would then get behind the wheel of the car for the driver's test and be like Cher from Clueless. Yeah. And she's a fucking terrible driver. She sucks at driving. Before the chase even starts. She seems to very I'm like, did you think you were going to get your license? You can't even, she couldn't even pull into traffic. It's, It's an entirely superfluous element. But so she says to make plans on how to fix everything. She's like, I've got to go to the salon. I got to get my hair fixed. I got to return this dress. I got to get new shoes, etc. But she needs a ride. She FaceTimes the boyfriend and is like, can you drive me around to these places? Basically. Yes. This man, the worst performance in this film. He's also wearing 
15 live strong bands. Did you yeah, notice well, that? I, oh, I thought he, I thought you were talking about the, the cancer ribbons he has on his jacket because no, he's like well, 11 of those. There's like 11. Is, I didn't is that what it. they're for different causes? Is that That's what the it's Joe. Is? I think they're going okay. for I was like, that is a, dis- a distracting amount of live strong bands. And also, like, it's 2015. Like, how much of like, again, like, what year was this movie taking place in? Because it wasn't 2015. Right. Because she calls her boyfriend and be like, I need to be driven around. And she's like, you don't understand. This is a boyfriend emergency. You can't blow me off. And he's like, babe, I'm volunteering at the orphanage today. The orphans need me. <laughs> My and I, and a part of kidding me. me telling a, me. Wow, this man is the worst actor. And a part of me really thought they were serious for a second. I was like, they did not just write dialogue that terrible and, and, and meant it to be serious. But they're trying to make him a douche. Yes. But, but like, not well enough. No. And like they pay it off later, obviously. But I was just like, you cannot just do that. I hate this man immediately. But she's like, oh, okay, the orphans need you. I understand. And she doesn't really seem to care for him that's all that what, much. That's what I'm saying when I'm talking about this movie, the way it dropped me in. I was like, does she like this guy? No. What's the Canonically, no. Here? But yeah, then she goes down to have breakfast with the dad. The dad's like, whoa, your hair's crazy. And she's like, don't bring it up. I'm working on it. It's fine. I thought it was cute the dad was going to skip work to help her. Yeah, no, I like the dad. And it was cute that she said no, because you're a nurse and yeah, you need you. need to you. save people's lives. And I said, is the mom dead? No. It takes a while to get to yeah, that answer. It takes a while to get to that answer. I thought they were going to leave it. I did feel there should have been a small comment in the beginning by Laura Murano to someone that was like, oh, you know, like when you're getting ready for prom, like it's the time you really want your mom. Like, you know what I'm thinking? Like, that, sure. like, ha- expressing that that emptiness of, like, because uh, that's how I felt when I was watching her, like, run around like that. As a girl, I'm like, that is really stressful. Look at all the things going mm-hmm, wrong. Like, mm-hmm. that's a time that you would really be like, you wouldn't go to your dad to say, take me to the salon and fix it. You would hopefully could go to your mom and she can make it all better. Sure. But they don't ever express that being no. something she's feeling. No. Um, I thought Because in, in, the, in the end of the movie, like, that police officer woman does actually help her get her ready for prom in the way a mom would. Like, and so, cuts her hair. So it's like, that could have been a good full circle moment that they don't set up. That's where I thought you were going with that before you started talking about the prom stuff. And I feel like we bring this up way too much in these movies. Did you not think that the dad and the cop woman yep. were going to get together Absolutely at a certain point? I did. Until they, 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 inter- I did. they introduce a love interest for her earlier than the two characters ever meet. So I was like, oh, I guess that's not happening. But literally, the entire movie is about this girl and this poli- lady police officer forming a mother-daughter-esque bond. And then it's just at the end of the movie, she's like, well, nice knowing you. Yeah. And then they go their separate ways. I thought for sure for she all was going to the dad. Because like, sure. cause, especially when they set up how long ago the mom left. Because I was like, oh, the dad's over it. Like it's been mm-hmm. years. <laughs> I know, like that's why I thought you were gonna say. Fresh. That's why I thought you were gonna say at the beginning there should have been a line of like, "Dad, did you ever like text?" Yeah, that there should girl have been that something? as well, and then they should have gotten together. Again, I'm making this a better movie than it is. So the dad goes to work, but before he leaves, he's like, "Hey, you know, you've got to decide this week because uh, you know what? I'm not gonna freaking play their coy games." So she yeah, got into she got into two colleges. She one got, is Canada State. One is State. They just call it State, and the, the other word. is MIT. They take forever to tell us that, um, and she doesn't know which one she wants to go to because all of her friends are going like, to State. They try to make. The MIT reveal like crazy like you're we're supposed to be like oh my god she got an MIT like what but like that doesn't shock me because I saw her building a server farm earlier like I, I, I expect her to get an MIT I don't expect her to be popular I mean I it shocked me a little bit because I didn't realize you could get into MIT for building a website <laughs> that... and like and running like a Minecraft server like I didn't know that that was the barrier of entry but so she goes up 
back to her room and is like, I think she's going to like call a cab or something, try and figure something out. Mm-hmm. And we see her go and get a beautiful like purple necklace mm-hmm. and she puts it on and is like, looks at it longingly. And I was like, that's a dead parent necklace, baby. And it's not. They oh, got, yes. That's absolutely my first thought. I was like, that is her dead mother's necklace 100%. And I was wrong. But while she's doing that, she talks to Sierra again. And Sierra see they FaceTime. Mm-hmm. It, it, all communication is done via FaceTime in this world. That's what I'm saying. Like, get off fucking FaceTime. It's so annoying to watch her do, do all yes. these FaceTimes. And she is like, oh, what are you wearing? She's like, oh, it's just a necklace I got at a pawn shop for like 13 bucks. I thought it was kind of nice. And I thought she was lying because she seemed to be like, oh, it's just uh, uh, like she was like flustered. Well, it also go- feels weird for a 17 year old to be going to a pawn shop. Yes. Like, okay. It, whatever. Again, I could suspend my, my disbelief that far. And this is where I thought there was going to be a turn on Sierra. She's like, oh, well, did you ask anyone if they liked it? And she's like, no, I just liked it. So I was going to wear it. And then Sierra's like, did she goes, do you not like it? And Sierra's like, well, you know. And so I thought Sierra, the basic message, again, I'm not playing their coy reveal games. There's it, so many different messages and it takes for, And it takes forever for them to get this football down the field is that she constantly needs approval from other people yes. in order to make her decisions because she's so worried that people aren't going to like her. That's and why that she's she, going to be disappointing. That she's going to be disappointed. So that's why she did the hair pull thing. Like, that's why she cares about being prom queen she crowdsources all of her decisions she crowdsources all of her decisions and she like doesn't know how to make decisions for herself because she doesn't want to be a disappointment and which all stems from the fact her mother left her yes somehow that never makes sense to me that's what i'm saying that they those two things don't mix together so this is where i thought there was going to be a thing where it's like oh it's going to turn out that her friend sierra does only really is friends with her because she's popular or something like that. That would have been a better movie. Or she decided her because of committee and then there's going to be another girlfriend that she actually really likes and like spend time with but because she's not popular she doesn't get to be that her friend. That would have been a better movie. I, <laughs> but no, they're best friends. But so the, she gets cut off because the doorbell rings and she goes down and she's met by a woman in a pantsuit. She's met by the good luck Charlie mom the good in one of the worst wigs I've ever seen there's, in my fucking life. There's it's a, a lot to unpack. Wig. It's a There's a wig. lot going on with with her whole deal. Bad Hair Day, it's actually the best title of her movie ever because they both <laughs> have a bad hair day. <laughs> That's pretty good. More Morano's um, hair is bad and so is this woman's. She flips a little badge that says FBI on it. She's like, I'm from FBI, Dayton County Branch. Need to ask you questions about this necklace and she shows her a picture of the necklace she was just wearing. Also, and- Dayton County, are we in Ohio? I don't think it's ever stated. But Dayton for, County made me think. Made, I, wrote I mean, there's Dayton other County. town, there's other Dayton's other than Dayton, Ohio. Only, but she's like, listen, she's like, I need to ask you about this necklace. And immediately, this is why I'm saying I thought Monica was lying is she immediately like tightens up. Like she's not going to answer any of her questions. Like, did she like steal this I think, necklace? I saw that too, but then I realized as this scene goes on a little bit, she is, and again, they're doing a bad job of showing this. She is, doesn't want to give up the necklace because it's the one part of her outfit that hasn't gotten fucked up. This whole scene is so awkward and, it, and they, yeah. I do think these two actors have good chemistry. They do. But it takes a while and here what, I was like once why she comes is, in the house. Why is this so awkward right yeah, here? Yeah, it's just like she's looked, she Googles she calls the FBI. Her out for not being a real FBI agent. This woman is not an FBI agent. No. She's a PI. Yes, kind of. I don't think she is. Is either. she? Yeah, I don't like, think she's a licensed PI. I think she's just using that. as She a, says now she's, she's a PI. She's a police officer. Boo. No, PI. I know, but she is a police officer who's off the force right now. On leave. On leave, which means she's still a cop. But But she says now she's a PI. Right. Which is a lie. 
kind of, I think she's, she thinks she's a PI, but I don't think she went through any of the paperwork to get that. So because she calls her out and she tells her the truth, but she sees her car in the background. So she invites her in and gives her some water and is like, look, here's the deal. I can tell you're a really terrible private investigator. So I know where the necklace is. I will give it to you, but you have to drive me around all day. She goes, first of all, I'm not a private investigator, a bad private investigator. This is also when I think they're this back yes, and forth yes. starts to work. And she goes, I've been in this room for about five seconds. Let me tell you everything I've learned about you. And she just nails them around. She's like, it's you and your dad. Your mom left, I would say, a long time ago because, like, there's no photos of her. Mm-hmm. And it's just photos of she you, did- too. And the best thing that I – and I did love this. That's, that was the only piece of good writing in this thing. The couch? The, 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 no, the, the brown. Walls. Yeah, the it's brown. Walls, the walls. The, the, the furniture is, too. And the living room is this really disgusting brown hue. And she's – and Liz the Liz is the cop's name. Yes, and like, Liz. She comments on this as she walks in. is like, ooh, brown. And she's like – I would judge that it was probably like your mom left over 10 years ago because no one with a wife would ever like paint their and decorate their living room. It was, it was clearly made without the input of, of a woman. woman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um, I thought was Which is funny. accurate, accurate. It's basically, it really if, if you've ever seen Psych, she basically psychs. Yeah. And then it's like, you have a boyfriend, he wears all these things, but he's like he's vapid, soulless. he's soulless. Which I think that man is physically soulless. No, I don't think he's, I think he's been lobotomized. Sure. No, I, either soul. Or. I think brain is gone. <laughs> brain? Chunks. <laughs> brain. And and she's like, okay, fair enough. Um, and this is where I was like, wait. And so I, then I wrote, ooh, so the moment left. So juicy. To, to Emma's <laughs> point, I didn't know anything really about this movie going in, and I just was like, wait a minute, are they setting up a cop buddy comedy yeah, with these two? And are. that is, I guess, what this is. And I wish it had just been that. I didn't wish I didn't have to watch her lick eggs off a photo. That was gross. Oh yeah. There was so, a whole oh, weird God. hijink here. I had to watch her lick. Why? Well, I don't even want to talk about. I don't it. want to talk about it either. But I just want well, to you brought it up. I don't. I didn't want to watch it. Oh yeah, and this is where she drops that she skipped a grade. So she's like 17, I guess. Yeah, I she's know. like, oh, I saw your middle school diploma, meaning you skipped a grade, meaning you're smart. Basically, all we needed to know is that Laura Marano's trying to play this woman like a fiddle. And she's like, okay, fine, I guess, whatever. Hard cut to Agent Smith from The Matrix Resurrections. <laughs> because it's just this guy with his hand is in <laughs> When they cut to this, I was like, oh, I sat on the remote. I was like, This, what is, this is the moment where the movie lost me. This is where I said, I can sign this movie to death. I was like, okay, we're doing this. This movie's not going to it's be good. It's just something that doesn't feel, and I don't know how to describe this. It's like a Supreme Court thing. Like, I don't, I know what, what? pornography, you know, the, the pornography oh, ruling where it's like, you've said I before. can't describe it, but I know it when I see it. I use this reference a lot. You do. But like, this character is just so incongruous to the rest of the movie. That's why I'm saying it felt like it was an ad addition. What? That's why I said this feels like an addition to the script. You know what it reminded me of? Obviously so much shittier, but that one great psych episode with Carrie. Oh, another psych reference. Well, Carrie Ellis. Um, Ellis, I don't want to say his last name, but from... As Pierre Despereau? Yes. Yes, there's multiple episodes of Pierre Despereau. And yeah, and I was like, then it just made me really want to watch those episodes of Psych because this guy was a pathetic attempt. This guy is terrible. But he... So much hair gel. He's walking around in his like suits and he's got sunglasses on. He goes to the pawn shop, this pawn shop, and he like somehow gets in... It's not the point. He goes to the pawn shop owner's like, we'll I, need, I need a necklace. I'm not going to pay any more time to it. Um, so we're to believe he's on the trail of this necklace as well. We yes. don't know who he is at this point. Yeah. His name also Pierre? It's Pierce. Damn it. <laughs> um, I wrote that. He's yeah. British. Why would his name be Pierre? 
His mother's French. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we cut to them dry- riding around in her car. I wrote this note, which I do want to say. She's in the car with a stranger. Disney should not be having movies where it teaches you to get in the car with a strange adult which you don't know. Which is why they should have just made her 18 and taken out the skip to grade thing. It would have been fine. If an 18-year-old, I'm like, yeah, okay, you're, you're, you can make some decisions. She's like literally it. getting in the car with a stranger. Uh, yeah, with a kind of a cop. So, someone who was impersonating yeah, person. the police officer. impersonating an FBI agent. So also, so it's her car. She calls it Brando. Uh, Monica doesn't know who that is. Okay, I have two things about this. That this is the freaking Batmobile. Okay, no, fuck off. Number one, when you were like, this is the thing that annoyed me about most about this movie. I thought you were going to say what annoyed me about this movie is I fucking hate the dialogue in this movie where they do, where they're like, oh, why don't you just get on your phone with little tweets and your yep, Twitter yep, yep. and little social media and your little phone that you can't get off because you left your Wi-Fi and it's like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I fucking hate when movies are the, and mm-hmm. anything is that condescending to youth. But I also... It's because you be on that phone. Yeah, it's literally that. <laughs> and they're like, oh, because you're always on your phone. I'm like, she got into MIT. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not even that that I find it condescending. I also just find that dialogue so boring and it's so such filler. But I also believe this movie is offensive to young people who love technology and offensive to old people who don't. Like the way that they're like, oh, what are old people like? Marlon Brando? Well, like, I, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, it's because her her car is like this kitted out, insane. Like it blocks cell phone signals and radar, and, and like, also if she's a PI or a cop or whatever, wouldn't you want to get Wi Fi in your fucking cop car for like research for like Google Maps? I don't think this woman knows how the internet works. I think that's what we're led to believe. But cops need to use the internet. You would think. One would think. <laughs> one would think. She. It's like yeah, it's the classic joke of she has like a flip phone kind of a thing, and she doesn't really believe in like social media or the internet and all that stuff but they're they're riding around there's a really long bit where they get pulled up next to by what monica describes as water polo hotties <laughs> and she yells at them for littering in the street and i really don't and performs care. a citizen's arrest she's like i'm available to perform a citizen's arrest for littering the thing that got me about this is that she i feel she ad-libs this line of and you all need to get haircuts you all look insane we see those dudes in the car they all have totally normal haircuts also, one of them so has long hair annoying all i want to do is just wipe laura morano's under eyes there's under eye makeup i think because she's supposed to look like she just woke up but it's so fucking distracting whoever was in on makeup on this movie was asleep at the goddamn wheel because the cop woman looks to be embalmed in half of the shots and they go to the mall yeah and get comfortable with us mall folks because we're gonna be there for you know, we're quite here some... for like, buckle in um, I also think there's another scene with Pierce where he breaks into her house. Um, oh, when he freezes the fucking lock and just chops it yeah, off? Yeah, that's not how any of that works. And there is a joke previously where she said... This is where, not a joke. Where, Liz, joke. where Liz says... You need to upgrade was, your alarm system. Because that can be shut off with a cell phone and a pipe cleaner, thinking those are just two random things as a joke. And then he goes up to the alarm that's going off and he pulls out like a thieves tools kit and he literally pulls out a pipe cleaner and just inserts it into like the headphone jacket. Into the phone. phone! Did you it's really think that it was a pipe cleaner going into the phone when she said that originally no it's like (laughs) what would that do what would that do but he he go again i'm not gonna piecemeal this like the movie does he goes to her house he tears everything up looking for the necklace and then he finds her ipad that says that she has a driver's at a point or the driver's license appointment at 2 p.m all this that ipad becomes a massive plot device as the film goes on um but they go to the mall and there's a scene that literally i just wrote this sucks i hate this so much as she's going around the mall just being like hey guys gonna vote for me prom queen prom queen oh, prom I queen hated that. and she and it, it there just was that weird scene with that guy from the fountain what was his persona he's like an activist
Buddhist guy, yeah, like, what hippie was that? kind they were, of like, thing. Drum circle. There's a she, she. He's like, hey, Monica, thanks for all that samurai work you did on my activist website or something like that. And I was like, what is samurai, samurai work? work? Um, I misheard that. No, that's I have that too. Yeah. And so everyone's kind of put off by Liz. Um, I think she says it's my aunt Hilda. It's my aunt Hilda who's colorblind for no. What is the joke there? No real reason. I thought it was a joke that but she wears all black, so she doesn't really like. That's why she looks like she's literally wearing like a black. You're giving that movie a, a lot black more. hoodie. I don't know, but it doesn't have anything to do with anything. Also, Sierra's at the mall. Yeah. Didn't Sierra pick her up? No, Sierra only has a bike. You can't stand on the pegs? She offers that. She says, I'll pick you up at my 10 speed. And then she says, no, it's too, I got too much to carry or whatever. But yeah, Sierra comes up to her and says... Oh my gosh, two other girls who were friends with apparently you'll never see them. Um, they also got into state off the wait list. You have to come with us. And she goes, haha, yeah, anyway, gotta go to salon. And also the weirdest thing about this is like we get to the mall, we have just arrived at the mall. This PI police officer, whatever, immediately just forgets about the necklace. Like she's like, you would think that the natural, like when they when they teach screenwriting, they're always like, Oh, you wanna have in each scene, you know, in each little chunk of scene you're writing, there should be a conflict. You know, you don't want two people that are just like agreeing all the time or there should be like a natural like he has the secret recipe and I want it but he can't give it to me because it's what his business depends on like there should be a natural push and pull and going into Did you just describe Mr. Krabs and Plankton's relationship? Yes <laughs> in my, my biopic <laughs> Plankton that I'm writing um, One and, eye many layers Yes <laughs> Anyway, there should be a natural push and pull in scenes. What you think the push and pull of these mall scenes is going to be is her being like, I got to get my hair done. And the cop being like, we need to get the necklace. Like, I don't give a shit about your hair. I like, drove you where you wanted to I go. I drove you where you wanted to go. Let's go. Let's give go. Let's necklace. go. Give me the necklace. This cop doesn't give a shit about nope. the necklace. She's immediately like, so what's going on at stay? Like, why don't mm. you want to go to stay? And like, well, let's go get your hair done. Like, yep. she's just a babysitter at this point. Yeah, she's in immediately for and all yeah, the this, teen drama. And doesn't and, ever bring up the necklace. And here's the thing is this almost makes sense because I'm going to spoil it right here and this is what really killed me about the ending and we'll go into more detail when we get it there. The cop goes to prom with her <laughs> and she doesn't do it as just like a, I'll drive you and like watch in the background kind of thing. She puts on a full evening gown and is like, I'm going to prom. And I thought- That was so Oh, don't, don't, no, 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 crazy. we'll get there, we'll get there. But the reason I bring it up here is because I thought maybe that would have that would have worked had they set up a thing being like, oh, I never really got to like go to my prom. But they don't or set that up here. No, they she never do. In the last five no, minutes. never even really. Not full enough. She just kind of touches on me and like, oh, I never got to do any of this girly girl stuff. It's almost like they shot that movie and then they they put like, and I I think the actress demanded it. I think that <laughs> that anti-vaxxer was like. If I'm you gotta put to, me in an evening gown. I'm going. She was like, I am not doing this. I'm not wearing this fugly sweatsuit the whole movie and having bad that makeup and, bad, and being in a bad wig unless I get a Cinderella moment in the end where I'm looking smanging hot in an evening gown and have my hair and makeup done. And they were like, okay, fine, you crazy anti-vaxxer. And then they did. And then someone watched a cut of it and was like, why is the cop in an evening <laughs> gown? And they were like, fuck, can we just have her like ADR line where it's like, I never got to go to my prom. Yes. And they, that's literally what they do. Basically. In the last five minutes. Um, but I, that's what I'm saying. They could have set up that she missed out on this high school yeah, stuff. Yeah, they could have done it here. They could have, and that would have made something. sense. Something. So uh, the back to the, the, the college thing really quick. Basically what they're doing is they're making the college thing a kind of microcosm of her inherent like, oh, 
I can I make this? I can't make decisions for myself. I need the approval of others because she wants all my friends are going to. And she's like, and what if I go to MIT and I become a nobody? Even though that would be like you know the better thing for her. And I was like, I get that, but there's so many other decisions that go into it. Picking a college, it's like, can her nurse father even afford to send her to MIT? Like you know, it's none of that gets touched on, but it just didn't make sense to me. So they go to the salon where she has her appointment, and she's three minutes late for her appointment, and they turn her away immediately because they gave her spot away. And at first, I was like, oh come on, but then she goes, it's prom. Everyone's coming in to get their hair done. And I was like, okay, that's kind of fair. Three minutes is a little bit egregious. I would have given them five. Yeah. Let um, me give her a fucking Chili's buzzer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which they ad lib lines to explain that Chili's buzzer. Because I think the actress, it was like, why would they have a buzzer system? At this yeah, time? why would they have? I'm a great question, really. <laughs> so she goes up and she's like, listen, your spot is gone. Take this Chili's buzzer. <laughs> and it'll buzz. It's a fucking cheesecake factory. It, it'll buzz when a spot is <laughs> Listen, I wish they went to the Cheesecake Factory in this movie. That would have been a great no, part. No, they go to the Corn Dog Cafe. I did like that part as well. It's, it's because she gets this, four corn Because dogs. this woman is you. She craves the approval of others and loves corn dogs. Those are two of your strongest traits. Those corn dogs look so good. <laughs> there are four massive corn dogs. <laughs> and I was watching it last night, and I wrote down... I really want a corn dog. And then I Googled corn dogs. corn dogs near me. And I couldn't find one. Anyway, so they go to it. Oh, okay. They Why sh- aren't there more fast food restaurants no, Emma, Emma, corn dogs? Calm down. I Googled it. And you know where you, you have to go to that wiener schnitzel yeah, place. Yeah, the one by me. There's one there. yeah, yeah, but there's not one near there's, me. No, yes. <laughs> there's the, inside LA, everybody. There's a wiener schnitzel in Burbank. <laughs> also, is the Raisin Cane's open yet? That's I all. don't know. I really want to Guys, don't want. Anyway, don't, we don't want to talk about this movie anymore. <laughs> um, so, god damn it. Um, they, she get, Liz gets in a fight with the salon lady, and they walk out of there. And, but not a real one no. that has steaks, because she still gets a buzzer. Yeah, and she's like, and she's just being like, you couldn't give the girl a spot, whatever. And they walk out, and Monica's like, haven't you ever been in a salon before? And then she goes, oh, wait, no, clearly you haven't. And she goes, no, I cut, yeah, I cut my own hair. But then I was like, why are you acting like a salon is a place that requires the utmost decorum and putting on air? Also, like, and it's like, haven't you ever been in a salon before? It's like, I've been to a salon before and I've never been handed a buzzer. So it's like, this place is played by its own rules, Laura Murano. And then go like to shop around to kill time or they go to return the dress. They go to return the dress and they're looking at sunglasses. This, I have a note here. Is Laura Murano supposed to be rich? Because I didn't get no, that sense. She can't be. Her, dad, her dad's just a nurse. And he says He's something like, man. you've been given the once in a lifetime opportunity. Like, I, I did not get the sense that she was supposed to be rich. I thought she was very thrifty in the way that she would be like going to a pawn shop to find a cool necklace, kind of like doing all of her hairstyles herself. I was like, oh, she's smart and like economical and thrifty and like knows how to make a lot out of, you know, she can really stretch a dollar in DIY, you know, like, mm-hmm. but then she's like really nonplussed by the idea of $500 sunglasses. Yes. And I was like, that doesn't fit with her character. No, I agree. She shouldn't be comfortable with $500 sunglasses either. And then she's like, I'm 29 years old I'm and not, I'm no, not comfortable no, with no. not $500 sunglasses. I, absolutely not. I said the same thing. Cause like, yeah, they're looking at sunglasses. She puts a pair on Liz and she's like, those look good on you. And Liz looks at the price. She's like, 500, I'd have to mortgage my house. Like it's an insane. And she's like, yeah, but that's what you're paying for. Like, yeah. like it's a very Cher Horowitz, which is not her character. No. Like that's, I feel the same way about her being a bad driver. She's yeah. capable. I, I appreciate them trying to strike this girly girl, smart girl dichotomy because it's not a, a thing you see in movies very often. But like there are certain times where that just doesn't mix because her personality that shines through makes it seem like she would not be one to blow $500 on sunglasses. Also not to get into it, but the sunglasses and glasses market is massively overpriced. Laura Mar- 
Ron, or not Laura Morano is categorically wrong. Liz is correct. No, she's actually absolutely Liz is correct. Right. You are. She's, she's, the she's, markup on sunglasses is yeah, insane. It's plastic. She literally says it's plastic in a label, and then and, and I'm like, yeah, she's you're right. You're, you're paying for the label. That's literally what you're doing. Um, we are trying to talk about anything. Anything, literally movie. anything. So a saleswoman comes up because she sees Liz fondling the sunglasses, and she does not mm-hmm. look like she can afford them because she like she's like is pretty in woman pro- pretty woman profiling her, and she goes, "Can I help you?" And she goes, "Yes, yes, of course. I need to return this dress." And she pulls out again an absolutely destroyed garment that is literally like shower curtain plastic at the bottom yeah which i need have so many questions about i feel like what it had to have been is they bought that dress or something or made it and they're like we don't want to actually destroy it so they just added the plastic on the bottom that they could melt to make it look like it was a destroyed without actually doing any damage to the item oh right right that's hard. Okay. Which I mean, I don't. I, I I'm not sure about that because I imagine you could have had someone in costuming make a really cheap lookalike of it, kind of a thing. That's okay. So I don't know, but that's what they go. With. But yeah, she pulls it out of the bag, and she lady just goes, "What happened to it?" And I was like, "Yeah, hey, Laura Morano, what's your plan here, girl? How are you gonna return an absolutely destroyed thing?" That's you bought? what I didn't understand either. And she and so she does pay some lip service. She goes, "Well, okay, you have a no sir, no questions asked return policy." Was my understanding but if you must know it can't it like spontaneously melted and liz is just like no that can't happen that makes no sense she's like interjecting like you must have melted it like she but basically this is also where i just don't get it because she was so on her side in this salon and now she's not on her side well it's because she's, she's a, it's because she's a cop and doesn't like to lie oh guy because you know cops don't lie. lie then the the customer service woman goes like um did you melt it and i go mm, that's a question you just asked and there's no questions asked transaction lady you know kind of breaking the rules here um and it, it goes on way too long and all i'm over and, and she just says we can't return a damage except the return of a damn customer damaged item bye bye they walk out of the store because and the, liz still has the sunglasses yes okay. um because the buzzer starts ringing so yes. they're trying to run to the salon and i wrote leave liz behind leave liz, well, leave liz behind and she's like oh what and she's all mad like oh you just cost me all the money on this dress she goes well you were trying to return something you destroyed that's not honest because again cops are always honest and uh she gets freaking out she goes you, you know you when you pay for something you take responsibility for it you don't just say i I want this and it, it doesn't matter and she's like using the sunglasses as an example and a mall cop comes up and is like oh ma'am you didn't pay for those sunglasses and she, she walks rem- out of the store with sunglasses on she didn't pay for they yeah. like hey that's shoplifting and i'm like Lord Ron, just go to your fucking hair appointment leave this woman behind but liz pulls out her pension card to show that she is in fact a cop and i was like oh she's almost a cop apparently and i said she was clearly clicked off the force and the mall cop lets her go. They go back to the salon and she's like, hi, my thing was buzz- buzzed. And they're like, no, it was buzzing. We gave your spot away again. And I was like, what's even the point of this, of doing this again? <laughs> to keep them at the mall for forever because uh, they don't want to pay for a second location. She gives her another buzzer. They leave. That's all the scene is. I, this is the corn dog thing because my note says I want a corn dog so bad. And that's basically what she goes. She goes, I need a corn dog. And she goes to this little like cafe spot in the mall, uh, food you court. Mean a food court? Well, it's like outdoors i think of a food court. outdoor food court yeah shut up she just gets a basket full of four corn dogs. massive corn dogs and, and she, i said that's a good growing she, girl and she says i'm gonna sit here i'm gonna eat my corn I dogs shut up and not say two words to me liz and liz is like okay and i genuinely think emma has said those words to me shut, so, your, hole. shut your hole i'm gonna sit and eat my corn dog <laughs> 
But then they're sitting inside. She's going to town on those corn dogs. Also, she tries to give her mustard. And then she's like, oh, not a mustard girl. Was that going to come back? Yeah. Why did we have oh, to yeah. know she didn't like mustard? I, no, I don't know. It just it was just to make Liz do something because she's on the phone with her dad. And the dad's like, I talked to my friend in radiology. She's got a dress maybe you can borrow. Um, And also there's a, sh- a sale at Discount Shoes. And this was the one thing they could like make. Discount Shoe Emporium. Yes. And this is the one thing that made, gave my their relationship hope is she's like, all right, bye. Thanks, dad. Bye. And hangs up and goes, my dad wants me to go to Discount Shoe and Liz goes, oh, I love that place. And I was like, oh, oh, oh. They share interests. That was sweet that the dad was trying to find her address. Yeah, I really like this dad. I do. I wish he was in the movie more. Yeah, that is my main note about the dad is that we're supposed to then care about him a lot at the end and I really couldn't care if that man lived or died because he's barely in the movie. Barely in the movie. He's in it for like two scenes. I also loved, again, talking about how on the cheap this movie was, how cheap the hospital set is. Oh. It's literally just him against a wall. It's a they, shower curtain. And then they have, like, it looks like a hospital from like 1948. Like, it's just like beakers and shit and like a wall of bed It looks like and, a basement also. Oh, this is important. I'm sorry. We do have to bring it up. Speaking of the dad, the dad is always trying to get into her social media circle and they use a thing called Pal Finder, which basically tells you where all your friends are at any given time. Um, and like so the, find my friends. Find, yeah, or, yeah, or the snap map on yeah. the Snapchat kind of a thing. So that becomes important later in case you couldn't guess. So we did, I did need to establish that because um, he's always like, okay, I'll snap that right to you, yo. And no one has said yo since 1998, good sir. Like, you know, like the writer, not the, not the dad, the writer of this film. No one has even remotely tried to take that seriously. So then they're sitting in silence again after the phone call. And Liz goes, hey, so theoretically, if I saw that soulless boyfriend of yours, because you saw a photo of him on their yeah. page, saw him flirting with another girl at the mall, would you, you want, want me, me to, to tell, tell you? you? And we cut and we see, what is his name? Do you remember? Kyle? Jake? Kyle? Jake? Who cares? Um, Maybe Kyle. I don't care. I literally don't even put the effort into Googling this man. I do not care. They, he is feeding someone French fries very flirtily. And she goes, oh my gosh, my boyfriend. And it's the girl, what's the girl's name? Ashley? Something. Uh, Haber Locke? Mendel, Ashley Mendelbach. She says... In person. In- Kyle is his name. In real life, his name is Jake. Oh, uh, wait. Are you kind of his re- How did you know his real name? Because I was so shocked by his, his name. His name is Jake Manley? Yes. <laughs> and he's been in other things. Oh. Which I now feel bad for what I've said. No, that doesn't mean he's good in other things. Listen, you're allowed to be bad in a Disney Channel original movie and have a, fl- a flourishing career. It doesn't mean anything. I mean, you could be... like well, We always like to prefer to say that someone gives a bad performance as opposed to being a bad actor. What she- I didn't understand about the mechanics of this was like he was shocked that Laura Morano was there. Right. And I was like, you talked to her this morning. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even think about that aspect <laughs> of it. And you said, she said, I have to go to the salon. The mall, and and he was like, just take a cab. This this guy. So, like, you knew she was going to be here. Not all the lights are on upstairs <laughs> in this Kyle guy. Well, I said he was lobotomized. But also, so here's the thing, is what got me about this is that it's made, again, we just talked about it. Every teen in this movie uses an application that tells you them where all of their friends are at any given oh, moment of the day. So t- right. And I was like, how did you not know your boyfriend wasn't at the orphanage where he purported to be? You could check the. You could check that. I didn't even think about the fact that he knew she was going to be coming by. Well, because she said it. Yeah, exactly. But so he, he's like, oh, the orphans, they canceled today. They're really busy. It's not humor. Not funny. And then Ashley Mendelbach is just like, hey, Monica. She's like, pretty. Um, I love a redhead, guys. I've always loved a redhead. She, it, and, and like, 
She again, that's what I'm saying. She says this out loud. She goes, "You're cheating on me with Ashley Mendelbach, my arch rival." Right, like, and I was like, "Who says that out loud?" Like a movie that hasn't established people well enough in canon. Read yeah, who they I, are. I also we saw her face in the uh, the pull, prom queen poll, which she's been losing all morning, by the way. And it did did not look like this girl because no. her, her hair didn't look as red. I was really confused. So then she goes and runs away in the bathroom to cry because everyone's laughing at her because she got her boyfriend stolen in front of everyone and mm-hmm. like made fun. Oh, all, well, also it's Liz's fault because again she keeps interjecting herself and talk about being her crazy aunt hilda who's colorblind that sentence out of my mouth just made me deeply depressed she goes to the bathroom to cry because she's been made fun she's she's been publicly made fun of and liz tries to raise her spirits but sierra comes because she actually is a person she cares about and didn't meet like an hour ago Mm -hmm. and she's like okay here let me fix your makeup and they empty out her purse and they touch up her makeup and all that stuff and then like they hug each other and liz again tries to insert herself by being like should i should I hug? Should I? It's it's nothing. And again, it's it feels like way too soon for this woman to want to be inserting her into her yeah, herself into the, there's the plight of this teenage girl. She's she's like, oh, you're sad. Like I don't like like she is really upset that this literal stranger is sad, even mm-hmm. though they've really only been antagonistic toward each other. Mm-hmm. And so then she's like, okay, I'm gonna help however I can. And God, I don't want to describe what happens next because it's good it's, luck. It's just a lot. She uh, goes. This outside. is having a bigger effect on me she than I thought. She goes outside and tries to embarrass Kyle in front of everyone by like emptying out his bag and saying well at first she she pretends she says i'm an undercover mall cop which she's not you guys were doing a public display of affection by feeding each other french fries no, so public first, lewdness public lewdness which i was like Excuse jesus me. christ this would be um, also she does say something in the bathroom where she's like this guy sucks like is a pretty pretty i know exactly his yes, type but she's like and i gotta know that you tried to shoplift a man girdle or something and he's like what and he just doesn't know how to react and then he, like she pulls out like his bag has like acne things in it and self tanner and, and like, like a back hair remover and i'm like i don't think we should be shaming young no. boys for personal hygiene no i agree i don't think we should be shaming boys from knowing to use acne products on their faces no. what about them walking it's, around it's, with it's prom night he's I, trying to look his best he I, said he needed a base layer yeah it takes, it takes work just the same it as it does for ladies. Very, it felt very backwards for in 2015 did. for us to be shaming a man. It, felt, it didn't feel great. For some zit cream. And then... This was where I had the note, this movie is long. Yeah, you really We're feel 40 it. minutes in and I have no fucking info on And they that. haven't As left the mall yet. No, and I, said, and I said, not only have they not left the mall, we have not crossed paths with that bad guy. Mm-hmm. We have not been given any new information on that necklace or where it came from. The only hint at that reveal we have is that she is an ex cop mm-hmm. or a former or like they like she she's not leave she's revealed to be a cop but like we haven't learned anything about it is it a family heirloom was it stolen like whatever it was nothing we don't know who the bad guy is we don't even know his name yet no, and we're 40 minutes in and this is like the, we're about to get to literally the slowest worst part of the movie because a cop a mall cop shows up and is like you're not undercover mall security that's enough to get you arrested and she gets handcuffed and arrested and taken to the precinct where she used to work <laughs> also i don't know why you didn't talk about this because i'm dead inside the jewel thief goes to the house and steals the iPad. the iPad to then like be like oh she he sees like driver's appointment two p.m. whatever it is and you look at the house he is oh, ransacked I did have this note. their house and smashed their TV 
Yeah. Like, it's a, why would you smash the TV? Well, for me... Was, the necklace is behind the glass of the TV? Yeah, it makes no sense, because all this guy's been shown to be nothing but the perfect picture of uh, precision and, yeah, like, yeah. finesse. And then he's like, well... He's, like, cutting I'm, holes in the lot. And the like, couch cushions. He's, they, like, tear up the couch cushions. It's like a dog got let loose yeah, in a, there. Yeah, it's like Tycho the dog from last episode just blew through there. But then they go to the, the, the jail, the precinct. She's gotten getting booked by her colleagues. And... Freaking one of them she wants to fuck. And freaking Laura Murano is there just watching all this happen. And I was like, girl, you need to get your dress swapped out and get your hair did. Why are you wasting time? You don't have any charges on you. You don't need to be here. Like, I know she's your ride, but obviously they're going to let her go because cops only exist to to help each other. 50 other friends at that mall that could have probably driven you home. Assumedly, I don't know. I don't care. It's literally just the scene. So we established she had it her old partner his name was ed uh they have a crush on each other but neither is i literally wrote down what is the actual plot of this movie i feel as if nothing is happening we are just sitting in a police office for no reason for like 20 minutes and laura marana tries to teach her how to flirt with someone and she's bad at oh, it ha, 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 ha. that was um, so not funny ed manages to get the charges dropped against liz but then we meet the chief guys the chief is here. I have so many questions about the chief. This woman is her mom, spoiler alert, and no, is no, no, nowhere this, near old no, no, enough no, to be really... this grown woman's mother. <laughs> that woman is clearly, like, pushing 40. She is the mom. What? It looks to what? be, like, two Kevin, years older than what? her. <laughs> I thought it was going to be her older sister. Not only that, they don't look anything they don't, alike. They don't. The, what, the... The chief looks like a Swede. I don't know what's going on with that woman. I, there's a there's too much. Okay, also, when he says her mother, not Laurie Morano's mother. No. The cop's mother. The yeah. mom from Good Luck Charlie. Yep. The chief Liz. is supposed to be her mom. Her mom. There appears to be a two-year age. A two-year age gap. And I would say the mom from Good Luck Charlie looks older. A little bit. She's got, yeah. I don't know. I, actually, I was about to say I don't mean that's an insult, but I don't care if she's an anti-vaxxer. Like, she doesn't look, she, like, clearly they put a lot of makeup on her, but it just makes her wrinkles very visible. That's the. Yeah. Ma- I, I honestly am not actually blaming the mom for that. The makeup person should know how to do makeup did better a terrible than that. Job. It's like pancake makeup. Yeah. Whereas but the, the, what the, happened? Do you think they had a different older actress that like pulled out at the last second and they were like anyone could anyone? But no, literally she, they add this mother line in the last five minutes. Just make it her older sister it's because because they clearly seem to have a relationship that's more than just a working relationship, even though it's not explicitly stated in this scene. They're like the chief is very hard on Liz. Like they yeah. have a very antagonistic relationship. Whatever it is, and I was like, "Why? There has, there's got to be something." I thought it was going to be her older sister because, yeah, Ed pulls. But no, it's inexplicably her mother. Yeah, Liz. Ed pulls Laura Morano's side. That also side. feels like a note from the studio. They're like, "Ooh, have it. Sure, have a difficult mom." Sure, which you could have done and just have her be dead, and she both pushed both of them to be or the best. Or just cast an older actress. Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Ed is like free, and that's her. She was really hard on her. Why did she push her off the force? She's like, she didn't tell you what happened. And he goes, well, that's her business. And so then she leaves the I chief's I love when we're that close to any answers. And they just go, well. Well, we're about to get them. That's a story for a different but time, little bear. I'm she, like, oh. She gets thrown out of uh, the chief's office. And so then they walk. No, no, Ed drops they them off. They go back to the mall. But Ed drops them off at the and mall. And I go, we've been in this mall for 17 hours. Don't you want that diamond, Liz? Why are we still here? So speaking of the diamonds, I've lost all decorum of keeping this plot together. I want this to be over. But uh, freaking Laura Morano sits down and is like, listen, you got to be straight with me. What's going on with the necklace? They go back Pe- to the mall just to have this conversation. Yes, they literally the just go sit down on a bench. This would have all been better served had they had the conversation 
conversation instead of the dumb flirting thing. Completely agree. Just do that in the Just same. Just do that and in the Also, there's, an, there's another really good rule in screenwriting. Not a rule, but it's a tip in screenwriting called like Pope in the Swimming Pool. If you have to dump a ton of fucking exposition on someone in like a long monologue, have to be happening while something else interesting is happening. You know what I mean? Well, I think well, that's why they do the flashback. It's, it's supposed to be interesting, but it's not. That is not it's interesting. Not. The only thing interesting about that flashback is that the wig is weirdly better in the flashbacks. <laughs> I didn't notice them. Well, she had to So like, then I was like, oh, is this a storytelling choice? No. That her life has fallen so far apart she's forgotten how to condition? I forgot about this though. This is really, really important. So she, so the whole time she's just important been, is it she, really? she's just been telling Laura Morano that hey, the necklace is worth nothing. It has sentimental value. It's costume jewelry. It's costume jewelry, and she goes, "That would never." You're go, trying way too hard for this to be costume jewelry. And now, jewelry. for no reason, she tells her it's seven million dollars. Right. Uh, well, I think because she saw the chief and her arguing over it, and she's like, "No one would be arguing that much over a sentimental piece of thing." It's like a special pink diamond. It's worth seven million dollars. And her tragic backstory is: This is what got me a couple of months ago. That she's, was she's been on this nuts. case for like two, three months tops. She acts like this is her tragic backstory like 15 years I ago. she was off the force for like three years. Yeah, or at least a couple of years for sure. She's so disheveled. She's so far gone. <laughs> and like, so her tragic backstory is there was, this, there, was this, there was their display, there's a display of diamonds that she was in charge of security for. Why would the police be in charge of security for a museum? museum I don't know. That's not happened. That's not what happens. She's like, I thought I had everything covered, but I didn't have one <laughs> thing covered. And that was the world. The security for the diamonds. The world greatest diamond thief Pierce I don't remember his inherently if you didn't have him covered you don't have security covered because and we see him do his signature Mission move impossible. his signature move which is to repel down from nothing and he has a little vial of acid he opens the case it's all done in flashback he opens the case of the jewel and here's the moment that I lost my mind but he goes so slowly <laughs> no. she could have shot him at any point well yes but no that's the thing is we see her walking around the museum and she's like yep security's all good and then we do a hard cut to him doing this stuff and we don't see her so I assume this happened hours later yes, she's in the there. room <laughs> who steals something while the cop protecting it is in the room uh, him because she just stands there and watches him stand there and watches them slowly repel which, like okay which okay I have to jump ahead you guys have to spoil the ending because she has a stun gun by okay, the way yeah but I thought not a, not a real gun I thought there I'm like oh she couldn't, she couldn't shot, shoot him with the stun gun or anything and like stop him because it's Disney. Like they're not going to show her tasering a man as he dangles oh, he tasers, through the ceiling. He tasers that bitch later. She does that she later. Tasers, she tasers that bitch. She does that later. So why did she just watch him go? And then she goes and then I didn't call for backup because I thought I had him. And then it cuts to him yeah. getting in a car. <laughs> He's literally her. behind the wheel of a car. She's on foot and she's like I know I thought I had him and she runs slowly towards this car. You definitely didn't have him. How did they make a movie about a jewel heist this boring? We have been sitting in a mall for hours talking about nothing. Because this then turns into a deep conversation about people's approval and the mom leaving. To the point where Liz literally goes to Laura Morano about her mom leaving. She goes, that? That is not your fault. And I was like, you guys are strangers. Does this happen in the 
the same scene? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, that's why I wanted to just kind of lay everything out ahead of time because I'm not going to be able to remember at and what point they just take a dramatic turn and, of like, And I know ah. that in action movies, like that happens where like Tom Cruise and Cameron Diaz will be in a car chase and they'll almost That's vote. your pull for action movies. <laughs> what movie am I thinking of? Night and Day? Night and Day. Right. Um... <laughs> They'll be strangers. They'll be roped into an action sequence together. They'll then almost die. And, like, the bad guys will be after them. And they'll be, like, leaning, like, ha, 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 like. And then they'll have a deep connective moment. But that's because they went through crazy mm-hmm. life and death circumstances together that they now feel close. And it doesn't feel that ridiculous. All these people have done so far together is sit in a mall and fight one minor shoplifting charge. <laughs> and they're talking to her, like, they're like, hey, hey. Hey, that's hey, That's not your hey, fault. Hey, hey. It's not your fault. Yeah, exactly. But then, hang on, we can't leave out this <laughs> detail because then laura morano asks so how did a, ne- a seven million dollar necklace end up at a pawn shop for 13 dollars i fucking blacked out this whole part <laughs> so and pierce had tried to sell the diamond on the black market and he set up a drop and he has like there's a guy dressed as a safari man with a briefcase this so and with a briefcase and so in the flashback pierce sees this and he put he swaps his briefcase with the safari man's briefcase the safari man walks away and I then and then and then he's I like the voiceovers like and unfortunately for him pierce and all of us the safari look was really in and we see another guy dressed in safari no, gear no 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 not in safari gear in the same fucking outfit <laughs> from canadacostumes.com it is the same fucking hat Luke they it didn't is. even try no. there's no variation on it and so that's the best they could come up with is there just happened to be another man dressed for a safari at this train station or whatever and he got them mixed up and so he gave the diamond to the wrong person and so then we get like a little montage of her tracking it down like it changing hands where someone traded it for a mime traded it for a hot dog I only bring the mime up because the mime does come back later oh my God, that does come the mime comes back later and then it ends up at the pawn shop and i'm like okay yeah but you have to explain why a pawn shop didn't test it and find out it's a real diamond i think because that's what pawn shop no he gave it to a biker to a to a no 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 no. we can't do this he gave it to the food truck for the diamonds and then yeah maybe the biker after lost in a card game oh also hang on she says at this time why didn't you just tell me that it was worth so much money and like was a real criminal thing she goes because what if you decided to keep it and take the money for yourself and i'm like she's a child liz she doesn't know how to put something on the black market what are you talking about i don't know she literally runs a server farm actually that's I think fair she could. She, she's on the dark web for yeah. sure yeah that's fair that's um, fair i will say i so i just want to give you guys a personal experience of me viewing this movie i got so deep into it i think i got to about this part maybe close maybe a little bit later i got to about this part and hit pause and i realized there was still so much movie left yeah like so much and i had to go to dinner so i, I went to dinner i was you know doing catch-up dinner with someone and it was sunday night you're having ketchup for dinner no like we're catching up i know friends. it was a joke emma it's a podcast well, it was a bad fucking joke you should write a movie someone, should, have, should have been in the writer's room for this fucking someone movie because that's some, some that's a close one of our listeners laughed no one laughed um anyway so tweet I went at this, us if you laughed and this early dinner and i was like fuck i gotta come back after dinner and finish the rest of this movie and i came back and i was like there is so much movie left i don't think i have it in me to raw dog this <laughs> don't use that. so i that? took a weed edible and was like this will get me through the back half of bad hair day cannot recommend enough watching this movie <laughs> lightly high i for the back half of this movie hang on we're in california that's perfectly it's legal it's perfectly legal if you're not in california or not in a state where weed is legal i do not recommend it if it's legal i recommend it so much because i 
I was laughing my ass off the entire back half of this movie, not because it was really? funny, but because it it starts making no fucking sense. Yeah. And I was so shocked by each new crazy turn. Did, did, did you ever reach a point where you're like, I know I'm high, but I'm not that high, oh, right? Oh, the mind. <laughs> yeah, the, the mind, mind comes back, and that's why I bring it up. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah, get ready. There's there's about to be a breaking point. But I'm so, warning you guys so, also because my notes get really weird. Because I was also laughing so hard, it was hard to write. <laughs> So, yeah, they she gives her whole tragic backstory. And like Emma said, they try and t- tie this into... Liz, Liz's great ambition is to recover the diamond herself. She's been doing it for, you know, a couple weeks. She wants to march into that police station. And say, detective, Lieutenant Liz Morgan, returning stolen goods. Is Lieutenant, like, that's better, right? Like, that's like, she's I don't, I don't know him. or care. And she's, like, A-cap. returning stolen property. Boom. Suck it, Mom. And then it's, like, my big moment. And then... But we do get to a car chase, which is what I've been waiting for yeah, TV to they, do for literally five fucking an hour and a half they leave to go to the dmv let's take a break before we do the car chase and we'll be right back oh do i have to do a pun i can't even think of one. Oh no our chili's buzzer is buzzing we have to go there's that's something our table's our ready table's the cheesecake our table's ready we'll be right back transition i'm still so exasperated guys i'm looking at my notes on the back half when i'm high and they just turn into all caps screaming it's like that bob no cursed help it's literally like floop is a madman help (laughs) what (laughs) from spy kids oh i could i could oh i see you said it very quickly i couldn't yeah they sing it very quickly because it's encoded yeah i know emma god you don't don't quote the sacred text (laughs) i was there when they were written Anyway, they pull up to the DMV. She's a little late for her appointment, but whatever. The guy's like, I'll squeeze you and it's fine. But then he's like, where's the car you plan to take the test in? And she's like, oh. And, you know, Liz freaks out about her driving Brando. And I was like, yeah, well, again, what was your plan, girl? Yeah, that's what that is. My problem with this whole driver's part of it is like, this girl seems like a like a girl with a plan. And the driver's thing, she's not doesn't have a car and isn't a good driver. And and has no reason to go through with any of this. You could literally cut this entirely from the film and lose Except nothing. for they want this car chase. They want the car chase. Did they spend all their money on the car chase and that's why we had to be at a mall for 17 hours no because it didn't look that expensive <laughs> i mean they just drive through some trash bags yeah that's what i'm saying and then they also hit that booster oh and the so car doesn't go fast you, at all yeah you you cut me off they just we, put smoke you cut me off when we were talking i was talking about brando earlier but it's basically a batmobile where it's got all our various cop gadgets and all this insane and then stuff. also a jet stream and, and no a, a men in black-esque <laughs> red button that she tells her not to touch not ask but it's ripped directly from men in black sure 
sure. Um, I actually did kind of laugh a little bit. She's like, haven't you seen movies? And then I was just like, nothing. And then the driver's license proctor. And this goes, haven't you seen movies? You never touched the red button. I was like, okay, that, 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 the repetition kind but of But you were just crackling um, away. But yeah, script. so it starts out badly. She almost pulls them immediately into traffic. Um, And it only gets worse because who shows up but Pierce. And, and I wrote, did they die this man's hair with shoe polish i don't like care. it appears to be like he has oil all over his head i was more concerned with the fact that they don't explain why he's chasing them like to get the necklace the, like but he does he know that she has it on her like is he chasing well, he's turned the but, house upside down he smashed her right, tv but, he, but it seems liz seems to be freaking out because she thinks pierce is after liz because she's been you know hot on her tail i don't know if that's just her own ego but like, but no, that's not what I'm saying is there's no attempts made by Pierce to like run them off the road. His plan seems to entirely be to pull up alongside of them and shoot a finger gun yeah. at them. And then they're like, oh no, he's right there. He's got us. And then they hit the right button to go faster and the car all doesn't of, go fast all, at all. It's, it's, practice, it's just smoke machine. It's more of a smoke screen than it is a, a turbo boost. But Liz is like, hit the nitro boost. And the, the, the proctor's freaking out the whole time and it's supposed to be very funny. They lose Pierce. I'm not dead giving any more time to the they car go back take. to the dmv and they impound brando yeah so the guy failed her immediately obviously because even before the car chase she wasn't she doing was great not a good driver. and then he's like you can take the test again in like a month or something like that and i was like actually i think you get a couple of tries per day or at the most they can say you have to wait a week he really highballs her i mean they did hit a nitro and, and he literally says like you you could be arrested or all this other stuff and they're like oh uh, you're a dmv employee you super can't have us arrested and he's like well i can't do that and they they show a tow truck pulling brando away because all of her cop gadgets are apparently kind of illegal. And then they do like a, um, the gang is splitting up-esque thing where like she says mean things to her to kind of like, they're broken Wait, up now. Or Morano does or doesn't, Liz is kind of like, get your little app out and call they us both, the They both do. It's like, that's what I'm saying is they both get angry at each other and the team breaks up as needs to happen in the third act. So yes. it feels more impactful when they come back but together. there's not really a good reason because they come back together immediately. They do, literally five seconds later because we cut to Pierce after his failed car chase and he gets he on, on the iPad for some reason. Now this plot is just horrifying also. Why this wouldn't go to her phone and not the iPad beats the hell out of me. But the dad sends like a photo being like, yo, here's me at Westchester Hospital. And he goes, ah, you're he goes, exactly like Hospital. Yeah. And so Laura Morano goes and sits down to wait for the bus. <sighs> And who's there but the mime from the flashbacks this was earlier? Fun. I was high enough. Like, no. <laughs> and, and then Pierce sends her a photo of her dad bound, gagged, and tied. <laughs> and that's when I know this, this movie's taking a horrifying left turn. Yeah, and he's like, bring me the necklace to this place or your father will be murdered. I'm the Does he Brit say murdered? No, I'm the British villain, you know, whatever. I did like that she wasn't like a stubborn kid who went to go try to solve the problem herself. Yeah. The minute she sees that her dad is, is bound, gagged, and tied, she goes to get Sliz. So they've been apart for five Wait, minutes. She, you made it sound like she goes to get Sliz, which makes it sound like she goes to... She goes to get Sliz. You did it again. I'm too tired. Um, and so, yeah, she runs back to the DMV where Liz is waiting. She's on the phone with... It. Oh, no, no, excuse me. She doesn't run. Very convenient. Old convenient, old, very convenient. I was cab. convinced Pierce was going to be in the front seat of that. Oh, cab. that would have been kind of cool. But he pulls up to the bus. The kind no, uh, the, a cab pulls up to the bus stop, and she just gets in the cab, and they drive back to the DMV. What was the point of the mine being there? there no, nothing. They paid that guy for two days or something, <laughs> or the same thing. Like none of their extras showed up, and they're like, "We need a guy to sit on the bus bench." So she takes the cab back to the DMV, where Liz is trying to call her own cab, and she's like, "Yes, I know no one calls cabs anymore, but I need someone to come pick me up because she won't get Uber." And she, or has, a, she has a flip phone. She does. She doesn't, yeah. Which 
I feel like that, yeah, Liz references that those exist and then they never explore that as an no. option. Wait, they, they don't call it ooh, they call it ooh car or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, they didn't get the right to and like, it. And honestly, I get it because I don't think you're legally allowed to have an Uber account if you're under 18, which she canonically is apparently. But if Liz is with her, I think that's fine. Because right. also there's like, there's there's been a running joke where everyone constantly thinks that she's her mom. And she's like, you're, you and your daughter look so much like all that it's stuff. It's also not a joke. It's not like, a joke. What's the punchline? The punchline comes up. They're behaving a, like mother and daughter. The punchline comes in a second, but it's not, I, I, a punchline is a strong term. The soft shove line. But she's like, guess what? Pierce has kidnapped my dad. We've got to get the necklace and go to him. And then she's like, oh, okay, let's do that. And they, where is it? She goes, she opens up her makeup case where she'd been storing it and it's gone. And she goes, oh no, where could it have gone? And then she remembers that her and Asir empty out no, each other's- No, you're wrong. What? This is even more convoluted. What? And the fact that I know this and I was high as a fucking kite. Um, oh, are you talking about the colors? No. Oh. She goes, where is it? She goes, it's in my purse. Oh. Which is in the impounded I car. Uh, yeah, we have to do, do that first. Excuse me. Thank you. Isn't that first? That's first. You're absolutely right. I'm very wrong. Thank you. So they, they take the cab to the impound. There's more of a wait at the impound than there is at the DMV. There's a guard set piece, basically, where the guard is like a hard ass and they keep to fill out all these forms and a big wait. And it's so unfunny that I don't even want to dignify it with a lot of time here. She has a dog named Poopy. That's oh. my big note. And it's just really, really unfunny. And basically what has to happen here is Liz needs to flirt with the guard using the skills from earlier during that other unfunny scene we skipped over. Laura Morano is going to go to the she computer. She hacks the system with the password of Poopy. Hack the entire government system of this car impound. Yeah, because like Liz detectives that the dog's name is Poopy and that he loves the dog very much because there's like a photo and of so them. So that's going to be the password for this cop impound lot? Like, yeah, is the police... I don't think they're run. No, I don't think it's run by the police. I think it's like an independent thing. Okay, moving I, on. It's a thing, I, whatever. Um, sh- And yeah, she goes up and she uses the skills Laura Morano taught her about flirting to woo Arnie, the impound guy, while Laura Morano hacks the mainframe for her. And allows the car to be released. They get the car released. Literally no more time needs to be paid to this. They get in the car. They realize, guess what? Guess what? The makeup box isn't there. It's wrong. No, she has a makeup box. But it's not. It's not hers. Because she's, she's a winter. She's a winter. That's what I was saying about the These colors. These colors would totally wash These her out. Colors just totally washed me out. Sierra must have taken my, my mistake when we touched up my makeup and in the bathroom. And they flash back to the bathroom. They dump their purses out and you see it. And I will say, like, I didn't even notice that when that happened in the bathroom. They I should think, have made that more I obvious. I think they shot it from a different angle so you couldn't tell. <sighs> no one cares. I'm so done. <laughs> I'm... I haven't gotten like this way about a movie in a long time. And I didn't expect to about this movie. It wasn't that bad of a Guys, watch. it's really long. It's, it's just really it's, long. It's just like Hatching Pete, where it's like in the moment, I was like, whatever, the movie's kind of weird. And then but going through it, my brain feels broken. Like, I can't describe it. Then they have to go to the park. And this is a scene I'm talking about where it's so clearly just fucking dumped rain. The ground is so wet. The grass is so wet. I'm like, these actors must have fucking hated this. And so this was my favorite part, actually. It's when they're getting, because they clearly just had to splice this in like I was talking about because they are they get in the car they're, they're getting out of the car and horribly ADR'd over they go why do you know she's at the why do you know she's at the park and she goes prom pictures it's the nicest place in town <laughs> they clearly showed that they're like why would they go to the park and then it's like oh I was like oh fuck we didn't explain that in the and there's a scene of them they rent a bike where Laura Morano is pedaling and the mom from Good Luck Charlie is in like the kid <laughs> and they crash into a bush they crash into a bush and Kyle comes up and being like hey Ashley's like mean and I don't like her can you and I still go to prom together? And, and 
And, and the, my notes are so much funnier and, once I got high. I'm like, why are both of these bitchy girls wearing lime green prom dresses? Oh, they're dresses so ugly. On green grass that matches. Like, I could barely piece them out as to individual people. Again, I was high. The real reason this scene exists for them to be in the park is so that the, these two these two terrible people could fall into the lake in the park. But Okay, but, but that is the worst thing. the worst, the worst thing. I thank you that you picked up. so far away from that one. Liz just literally starts walking towards them. And then all of a sudden smash they just, they're, they're, the they're just backing up slightly and then all of a sudden they've fallen over and toppled into the water. It I'm makes you no guys, sense. It was pouring rain. They could not get the shots they needed for this scene. There was something fucked up there because the, that scene also starts, Luke, when she's walking towards them trying to intimidate Kyle and bitchy Mick Redhead. So far away from the pond. So, and, and but so walks, far away from them too. Like oh. she doesn't get nearly close enough to either party. They don't get close enough to the pond. She but get they close still enough to force Kyle and that poor redhead to go into that water. They find Sierra. She gives them the makeup and that's the whole scene. It, that Literally, they only did this stuff in the park so they could fall into the water. That was it. They literally go from being nowhere near water to flying into it yes, after two steps. That's all this exists for. Also, this I love this screenwriter. <laughs> they, they get the makeup and she goes, how much time do we have? Yeah. And Liz goes, just now. And I was like, did they give you a time limit? I don't remember Pierce saying anything And I go, that. great screenwriting. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, they, they, they take off. All they do is have deep convos with each other at inappropriate times. They're sneaking They're sneaking on. around the like industrial factory where Pierce has arranged this trade-off. Also, we have barely had any locations for this movie. And now we're at this massive set piece. I think they did not spend their money responsibly. I feel like maybe they had to change the ending of the movie or something. And like, so they had to add the park scene and this weird they just went to like an abandoned industrial park like they didn't have the budget to get a real location or something it's so weird but they're sneaking around oh, i think this is where they drop that liz goes why would you even agree to go out with that guy in the first place she goes i ran a poll on it which is truly insane behavior i'm sorry that's just like mentally unstable being like what guy should i date everybody vote below it's very black mirror it is a little bit and i feel like in a way these movie this is trying to do like the black mirror co commentary of like i said it's because you be on that phone. Don't give it that much no. credit. No, well, it's, it's trying. It's trying, and it's not succeeding in any way, shape, or form. And they're literally, they're having a therapy session as they're, like, sneaking around these crates. Like, there's literally a line that's like, you need a mom to tell you the truth. This woman isn't your mother. Oh, yeah, because She's they, not gonna be your no, mother. No, no, it's because they add in a, a, a problem that she has with the dad, that the dad is too nice and supportive, that the dad just thinks she's perfect and will be okay with any decision she and makes. And Liz's mom is, is a, well, there's many problems with Liz's mom. One being that she is her same age. And, also, and she's a cop. And also she's too critical of her. And she expects great things from her and she's always riding her and like every, every mistake she makes, she makes it makes it a huge deal kind of a thing. So they, yeah, they have this whole heart to heart about being like, I want to And then they like touch on the exact same thing we already did in a previous conversation where it's like, you're just trying to like everyone to like you, you know, because like you're, you're being abandoned by your mom. And it's like, yeah. yeah, we did this. Yes, we did this. This happened at the mall. And it all, it, it's, it's just so they can tie it in with Liz's mom's thing because we haven't gotten that, that laid out for us yet that she like she wants I'm a fifth generation cop she wants me to be the best cop blah 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 and it, I don't care and again they are all they're sneaking through an industrial and I'm just and I'm literally I literally had the note of like guys your dad has been kidnapped we don't have time for a heart to heart
apart right now. Then they come up and meet Pierre. Pierce. They go and find, there There actually is a semi-decent joke where they're walking in and she, Liz goes to uh, Monica. She's like, okay, it's important we maintain. And then Monica just shouts, dad. And then she goes, the element of surprise. <laughs> and she's like, sorry. And so there's a, this introduces an interesting thing, which is that Pierce kind of also sucks at technology because he's he has an iPad in the year of our Lord 2015 and is acting like oh these things are so impressive you can watch English Premier League football right here in this industrial park. Pierce played by Jason Statham? (laughs) He has a very pronounced British accent that's that was not a British that was you doing Statham. I don't know man whatever the only thing the only note I had on his accent was that I appreciate that they they allowed him to say lieutenant instead of lieutenant because I did like that because I feel like in a lesser decom I mean that wait no hang on I I feel like most decoms have been like kids won't understand what lieutenant is so just say it how Americans say it I just liked that he didn't have a weapon he's holding holding the dad hostage with what duct tape and then he's like (laughs) time to make my signature escape what's your weapon no he does a dramatic exit dramatic yes his only weapon is drama yeah that's accurate honestly yeah that's yes you're right I don't know what you want me to say that is true but he they give him the necklace and he's like oh it can't be that easy I'll send you a text message giving your dad's location once I'm far away from here somewhere sunny and blah she goes and when she fucking tasers him and she goes dude I have I dude it's the 21st century I know exactly where my dad is because I have pal finder he's in the other room and she just goes and gets him and Pierce is kind of like all right he doesn't have a weapon and he's like all right I don't care I have the necklace and so then he's like yeah I'm gonna make my dramatic statement (laughs) and then she's like no you're not because here's the thing I'm gonna fucking tase you bro the thing is Liz this time she called for backup and we see cops swarm the building where they are and then also she's and then he's like whatever I'm gonna make my escape and then he starts slowly repelling not just upwards like at a lateral movement just backwards and he's just like what is that a taser you're gonna shoot me with and she goes yes and then she shoots him with a taser from like 50 feet it's the longest taser I've ever seen I cannot stress you guys how slow he repels and then the taser I literally my notes are all guys I'm watching a grown man get tasered on Disney Channel why and it's not even clever it's like you're gonna no. tase me she's like yeah yes. I am <laughs> it's like that thing it's like that news report that went viral where it was like a subject man got shot his last words were what are you gonna do shoot me <laughs> <laughs> like um <laughs> So freaking she walks him out and delivers him to Ed. Pitch black. Like, pitch black. And I go, Laura Morano, Mr. Prom, right? It's pitch black. Oh, the I... nighttime. Yeah. But no. Hang on. That's not, well, you're not even, not even that yet. She gives him to Ed and is like, thanks, Eddie. All the SWAT guys go in for no ostensible reason. <laughs> there's nothing there. And then this made me lose my mind. I don't know if you noticed this, but there's a moment where they both stop and stare at each other with their arms crossed, like they're posing for the goddamn mo- uh, poster for the movie as like no music is really playing to deliver, deliver it as a, as a dramatic moment and then instead of doing the cut there which is where it should go they cross their arms look at each other like we did it partner and then they just stop doing it and walk away to the squad car but also you didn't think that didn't you think that was the end of the movie like that was the original end of the movie and then somebody no. gave a note that was like oh we need more closure on the prom yeah thing. well there's so many yeah there's so many loose ends <laughs> with her character cause yeah friggin Liz goes to the precinct she gives her mom the necklace being like reporting stolen goods also got the suspect in custody i'll take my shield and gun back not her gun because 
obviously they can't show a gun. Although the SWAT guys have guns, I guess. Now that I think about it. No, they it. all they all have guns. Yeah, they all have guns. But she just they, they couldn't hand her a revolver because she literally says when she's in a Brando for the first time, she sees her stun gun. She's like, "Is that a gun?" And she's like, "No, it's a taser." And I was like, "Did they just reference that guns exist?" That's pretty deep. But yeah, the mom gives her the, the badge back, and she's like, "Good job." And she's like, "That's all I wanted your approval. I've really learned nothing from this." Like I was expecting a speech of like, "I don't need my mom's approval." Yeah. She desperately wants her mom's approval. There's and, an MIT plot point here. What oh, is it? Oh, that she the dad she tells talks to the dad about like this. this, this sorry, I, I again the dad's dummy. in the precinct too. So the dad's there, and he's like talking about like she's kind of like saying that she feel like she can't go to MIT because she doesn't want to leave him. I kind of jokingly, but not jokingly. She's like, she's like, I feel bad about leaving you alone. He's like, no, like you can't like just stick around here to take care of me. That's and, what I know I've done my job as that, a parent. Yeah, that you can like fly the coop or whatever and be independent. But I was like, what is this plot point? This was never a plot point about MIT. It was always that she didn't want to be a nobody and yeah. she would be popular with all her it's friends this at state. All of a sudden. They just cr- trained it to be her wanting to be there for the dad. And then the dad's answer is that he's going to go move to Boston and nurse there to follow her around the country. He'll always be around. Yeah. No, he'll just follow her around and yeah. wherever she moves. Yeah. My bigger concern, and this I was screaming at my. When they sense. unsuspend her from the police force and then she immediately steals from evidence? Oh, no. Hang on. You're, I'm a, not even that. We're not even there yet, okay? The thing that gets me, the freaking buzzer for her salon appointment goes off. They had to drive away from the salon. That thing is so far out of range and it's like Emma said, it's like 9 p.m. It's 9 p.m. And she's like, oh, you're promised tonight. And she goes, Liz, we've had a lot happen today. I really don't want to go to prom. And I was like, prom is over. It's 10 p.m. And she's like, yeah, I really don't want to go to prom. Besides, I don't have a dress or any of that shit. And she goes, oh, well, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm unsuspended, so time to break another. Time to go into the evidence locker. I thought they were going to just start reeling lines of, like, confiscated cocaine. Well, like, I, I was like, what I, are you guys doing? I thought they, well, I thought the dad was going to, like, his connection was going to come through and he was going to contribute to the plot a little bit. No, they just steal from they, evidence. Yes, I know him. I'm just saying I was surprised. And there's a little montage of them getting dressed up and going to, and makeover like, montage. a makeover montage of her getting dressed up in a, in a dress I did not like. The ugliest dress I've ever I seen. I hated that thing. It was, it has a weird, like, on the it's knees. High low. It's, it's high not, low. It's high Sure. And it has a, like a mermaid, fl- I hated it. Um, And this is, I think I was right. They had, this all had to have been rewritten. Yes, I think it's it was like, rewritten. Because it's, this is just like tying up loose ends as fast as we possibly can. Is She's like, I really like it. And then she looks at Liz and goes, what do you think? Liz goes, I don't know. What do you think? She goes, I love it. And she's like, great. I love it too. Your opinion is all that matters for yourself. So... No, 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 no. This is where, besides that, I was like, I'm too high. No. I'm not understanding something. She goes, but it needs one thing, and she pulls out the $7 million diamond necklace and goes, you can wear it, but you, of course, need a police escort. And no, here's the thing, right? I expected this from the beginning. I, like, I never expected I was, it. No, 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 no. Because I was like, obviously, if she's going to love the necklace, Liz is going to let her wear it. But there's going to be a cute thing of like, you can wear it to prom, but I need to be there the whole time because I'm the person on this case. And so that's what I thought this was, her being like, I'm coming with you so I can keep an eye on the necklace legally for like legal reasons that there's a cop there. Guys, the, the entire, entire police, police precinct goes to prom. There's like seven cop cars. Seven cop cars pull up. They're all in like this movie the, is police propaganda. They're all in the police formal wear with like the badges and everything. And they're like going to this high school. Prom. And then they all pile out of the cars. And then the cop 
lady is in a ball gown. In a ball that she got from nowhere. And she and her mom is like, you look beautiful. I'm so proud of you. Great job. And then there's an ADR like, I never really got to go to my prom. And then like, okay, hang on. I need to address that one more time. Guys, if someone showed up to my prom with a police escort and all the police stayed and hung out at the prom, they've they've ruined the prom. I know. And by that, I mean that police escort. They showed up with 25 cops. 25 cops who are all staying and enjoying the festivities. You've ruined the prom. You've turned it into a policeman's ball. During this speech, I go, go, holy shit, there's so many adults in this room. Like, there's a a lot. Her dad's there. there. He has a a jacket on. And so this is why I'm saying, this is the number one evidence to me that they had to change the ending and something is different. Sarah comes out and is like, guess what? You won prom queen. You're the prom queen. And I was like, we, she doesn't get to find that out in the prom. I literally wrote down, Luke. I was like, oh my God, no. They're not going to walk into the prom to save money. They don't want to pay for the prom. But no, yeah. I don't but then they do. They, that's what I'm saying. Is There had to be some kind of cut they had to make. Because then we cut to her on stage doing the prom queen acceptance. And accepting it. And so I'm like, there had to have been something they had to cut around. Or was Sierra just watching the votes? No, she said she announced it, I'm pretty sure. Also, I want to be very Oh, clear. she won, by the way, because everyone found out that Ash- Ashley stole her boyfriend, which sucks. Also, didn't touch on the most important part of this. Laura Morano gets out of the car oh. and has the most fucking cursed Bob pixie cut I've ever seen. Liz cut her hair. In my whole fucking life. And it's looping back the thing that Liz cuts her own hair. My, this is where my notes turn into floop as a madman. Help us save us. I go, that Bob, cursed, no, help. I hate it. So fucking much. And then Sierra runs out and I was like, thanks for the fucking recap, Sierra. Are we not going to actually see the prom? I said the same thing. I was like, are we, are we not going to get to see? And so I don't know what they needed to cut around because we don't see her walk in. We don't see her take we the stage. We see everyone running. We see the partner. We see all the people running. And then, and then all of a sudden cut to she accepts She's it. on the stage. It's a terrible cut, like many cuts in this movie. She gives the most insane acceptance speech because here's the thing is she's talking about all the stuff that she learned by being with Liz about, you know, like we don't need other people's approval. But the thing is she's making it general statements and I'm like, I like the and I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, Monica, these were your problems. You can't act like we all had this problem. I wrote down, I can't look at her with that bob. And I actually, this was the part where I just, I couldn't look at her anymore. Um, but she was doing a lot of talking, but I did like the part where she just was like, guess what? I'm off to MIT. Yeah, I was and like, I, good luck, guys. And say to everyone, that's what like, I'm no like, other no, student went, that, to, went to a different college. She's like, goodbye, fucking townies. Like, <laughs> but for me, it was also just like, no one cares about your college choice, you idiots. Like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's like, that's what I'm saying is like this speech. And she's like, I'm sure you guys are going to have a blasted state, but I'm going to MIT. And this it's like, speech only makes sense if you are her close personal friend or her father who is also in the audience. Well, he's there, so it's that's good that That's what I'm he's saying. There. Again, if someone showed up to prom with their father and 25 police officers, they And then a woman prom. in a ball gown. And then, oh yeah, Liz asks Ed to dance because they have a thing, even though no one cares. The dad, the, the dad is doing prom. The dad is dancing and having fun with his daughter. Oh, I actually almost wrote a note about that, but I was too upset by it i was like yeah, i was like stop don't, dancing don't stop, stop dancing. dancing this is not for you i was really horrified by the end of this i think the weed started taking me in a different direction and i was like stop i can't look at this the one thing i will say after this truly insanitizing as i like that they put bloopers blo- me too. they put bloopers at the end i wish more movies all did that. movies should have bloopers at the end i like, I like when she put- couldn't pull the hair out oh yeah she could the hair didn't come it, out it didn't her break her. yeah or like a door to. didn't open like they're really dumb and not very important but it's just something i like to have I like and i wish they did it more it's a it's I'm so fucking exhausted i'm so done like it's i genuinely like like, I'm mentally, I'm burned out, you know? It's like her hair. I will say, guys, like, 
you should it don't listen to this podcast without watching it because like I feel like we did a terrible job, but like it's yeah, so hard. I could, but I couldn't have done a better job. No, honestly, that's as much as I could do. I was good doing my best for you guys. Cause and it's so weird. This is what I'm saying is like I was watching the movie and I talked before about I think this was in a weird dark period of Disney Channel where they just were like kids like these weird wacky comedies where girls go on adventures or something like that. And I don't have a problem with that movie by the way. I think it can be good, but they all feel the same and have this same weird non. I just didn't like that the plot felt so stagnant and like yeah. I know it's probably not that much longer than other decoms but like it just because they didn't do anything and there was no real like fun in games adventures no fun, no games. because they were just trapped in this fucking hell mall I hated it I hated every part I no okay I shouldn't say that I I did like I said watching it I didn't hate it but like just going over it again it's really unraveled unraveled it both its true nature and my mind Okay so what would you rate it Honestly I'm going to give it like a th- 3, 3.5, I'll say. I'll be a little generous because I don't think it's as bad of a, a general watch. I was going to give it like a 3. Yeah, yeah, I think a 3. Which I feel like is harsh because there is stuff to like... Oh, maybe they- a 4 on a good day. A 4 for the actresses alone. I think they're both good actors and that's and it's mainly them. Yeah, they so, do. Like, their they're chemistry... Not, they're not hard to watch. That's, no. Kyle is hard to watch. Mm-hmm. But like they're pretty Pierce good. is hard to watch. He's not great, but I don't put that at his feet. But there's... He's not got nothing to He's do. He's got nothing. It's, it's the it's the nature of the game of being the, I don't know about superfluous character, but he might be, is he another, he's another superfluous villain. Like we didn't need a diamond thief to kick the plot up a notch. It's just awful. What are we watching next month? So I'm going to do one that has, uh, since I finally get to pick again, I'm going to do one that's interested me for a long time. I only know one fact about this movie, but after doing a bit more research and watching Coda recently, I have decided that I want to do this and see how well they pull this off so for next episode we're going to be watching the jenny project emma have you ever heard of this film absolutely not it is about a chimpanzee no. who knows american sign language I don't watch it. <laughs> you made me watch this you I will don't... watch the monkey movie oh i am very interested in the monkey movie i want I to see about that i don't like watching monkeys there's gonna be a lot of monkey shenanigans baby we'll be watching that next month emma where can people find you on the internet I'm at Emma Stone Tyler on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at Wildfire underscore King on Twitter. You can find my Patreon at patreon.com slash Lucas Tyler. Thank you so much to everybody supporting me there. Um, most importantly, you can find us on Twitter at D Comedy Podcast. Give us a like, a follow, all that jazz. Become a loyal D Comrade. Really appreciate it. We also would really appreciate it if you could rate and review us on your old iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music, whatever it's called nowadays. All that stuff really helps us out, makes sure people get to see the podcast, etc. Also, you should check out all the great shows on audio entropy.com there's gonna be one you like i guarantee it i think that's about everything this month i need to go lay down for like 19 consecutive hours after being so i'm so so exasperated by this film emma is there anything else you'd like to add no all right we'll see you guys next time bye-bye hey d comes forever wow i think the real question is what do you think I like it. I love it. I really like it. It even works with the hat. I know, right? (laughs) But there's something missing. What? It's missing just a little, I don't know, just maybe a little of it. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Perfect. I can't. It is way too valuable. Well, I mean, you're going to need a full police escort.
never been to prom. Oh, oh, you are going to prom. I'm going to prom. You're going official police business, so. Thanks. It was just a little twisted. No, I mean, thanks for everything. You're welcome, honey. Viral. Her support collapsed. You are prom queens. 